How's it going, everybody? You're very welcome along to another episode of the Fantasyland FPL podcast. Myself, Stephen Gilroy, Daruan's here with me once again. It is Sunday afternoon, and game week six is not finished just yet. There is one more game to be played in game week six. So, of course, Arsenal take on Manchester United in the 4.30 game. As this has been recorded on Sunday afternoon, we're just seeing that Brighton are beating Leicester by three goals to two. I think that is that's the score at the minute, Dara. Is it? Are you following it there? Um, yeah, it's four two now. It's four two. Uh, Brighton, Brighton just scored a penalty. Oh, don't don't yeah. tell me Pascal Gross got another uh, assist or a goal, did he? <laughs> um, no, uh, Ale- Alexis McAllister yeah, got the penalty. He seems to be on their penalties a lot. Yeah, uh, and he had a goal out for VAR as well. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So that is uh, 4-2 to Brighton at the minute. Um, that is a game that's going on. And as I mentioned, half four is the final game of game week six. So all the usual stuff coming up with the podcast today, we'll be looking at the game week six headlines so far. We'll be looking ahead to game week seven. We're going to chat about what went well in our squads for the weekend. It's been pretty much uh, underwhelming kind of game week this week. I don't know about you, Dara. It's, it's, not, been, it's not been anything crazy or exciting so uh we'll, we'll go through all of that in a bit of depth we'll talk about Salah the, the Salah situation seems to be cropping up every single week now and uh we'll try and make sense of what to do with the Egyptian king next and also some wildcard thoughts as well I know a lot of people have probably the finger hovering over the button at the minute and they're ready to just press it at any time but uh we'll have a look and see whether the template so the likes of you know Haaland, Jesus, trying to cancel like the, the template of all these players. Should we move away from them eventually or should we stick with them for another couple of weeks? But anyway, that is all that's coming up today. The deadline is not till next Saturday at 11 a.m. So we've plenty of time to kind of go through our teams and see whether we need to make changes or not. And as usual, you can get us on Twitter and Instagram under the at Fantasyland FPL handle. Without further ado, I'm going to get stuck into everything that has happened so far in the game week six. So Liverpool and Everton shared a point apiece at Goodison Park in the early game on Saturday. Salah was largely anonymous and Trent was subbed off on 59 minutes. So that means he didn't even get the clean sheet points. Very, very frustrating. We'll come back to them two assets after a while. Ivan Tony scored a hat-trick as Brentford hammered Leeds 5-2. Unbelievable hat-trick and his third was an absolute peach. Uh, keeper came out and he just lobbed it over him. It was a great finish. Chelsea beat West Ham 2-1 as Chilwell scored the equaliser and set up the winner for Kai Havertz. Newcastle and Palace played out a scoreless draw at St. James's Park. Forrest went 2-0 up on Bournemouth with Nico Williams providing one of the assists, only for the game to turn on its head with goals from Billing, Solanke and Anthony won the game 3-2 for Bournemouth. Harry Kane was on target for Spurs as they beat Fulham 2-1. Hoiberg scored the other Spurs goal and Mitrovic was also on target for Fulham. And Wolves were able to grind out a 1-0 win over Southampton Podence with the goal. That is everything that has happened so far. Obviously, Brighton and Leicester is still in play at the minute. Uh, the score is 4-2 still. And then the last game of game week six, of course, is the big one. Manchester United against Arsenal. Very interesting to see whether Arsenal can capitalise on uh, City 
uh, drawn one all with Aston Villa. That was the one game that I didn't mention there, of course, was the late game on Saturday. They drew one all with Aston Villa. Erling Haaland scored from a Kevin De Bruyne assist. Only for Leon Bailey, a man that we all transferred out a few weeks ago, popping up with the goods to equalise for Steven Gerrard's side. That's game week six. Obviously, one game to go, so we'll keep an eye on that. The good and bad of the week on 37 points for myself at the moment with one game left to play, sitting around the 400k mark. The good, Nico Williams with four points and Haaland as my captain with 18. Everything else can be considered bad. I left Martinelli on the bench because I got Reese James back in. That was my one free transfer. I transferred out Aspilicueta, brought James back in. The bad, Trent Alexander-Arnold taken off after 59 minutes. I don't really know why he was taken off by Klopp. But it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of games. Cancelo on Walker, two points. James with a one-pointer. Jack Harrison with a one-pointer. Again, very puzzling to why he came off at halftime. Salah with the three-pointer, largely anonymous. Didn't do anything in that game, really, against Everton. And Diaz, finally, with another three-pointer. So that puts me at around 400k. I still have Jesus to play. So if he could score maybe a goal or a couple of goals, it might put me... In around the 300 mark, I, I, it probably is not going to change too much. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Arsenal get on against United. Dara, how did you get on? Or how are you getting on, rather? I'm sitting on 41 points. Uh, Pascal Gross there got an assist for the third goal, I think. Um, so that's brought me up there to 41. Um, as you said, like at the beginning, it's been an okay week. It's It's been average enough again for me. Um, I have Jesus and Martinelli to play and the good for me this week Haaland which I transferred um, transferred Kane out and I got eventually I finally got Haaland in my team um, and he got uh, he was cap- yeah finally um, I bowed into the pre- I bowed down to the pressure yeah uh, he, he got nine points and then he was my captain as well so 18 he got the same points as Kane so I was okay with that um, that transfer and hopefully for the long term Haaland will score more uh, Trippier has been my best defender one of my best players consistently all this season so far he's got um, 8 points he got 2 bonus I think and a clean sheet and then I suppose I could have had gross to that he's got 5 points so far depending on when he get any bonus to that and then the rest was average Salah 3 Cancelo 2 Gundogan 2 as we said Trent if he was kept on after the 59th minute, uh, he would have got the clean sheet, but he only ended up at one. James has been very disappointing since I got him in. He's only got one, two each week, and he got one again. And then, as I said, I have Martinelli and Jesus to play and currently sitting on a red arrow again, but hopefully with the two Arsenal players, that might bring it up. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a average week again. Yeah, I think it's been average for a lot of people, to be fair. It's it's getting harder to predict what's going to happen, all you know, week on week in the league. I think, you know, when you open your team and you you see that they have, you know, your your team might have good fixtures, you know, you think to yourself, I don't have to make any changes here. I'm happy enough with what I've got, and then the whole thing just gets turned on its head. It's been kind of a topsy turvy, you know, first three, four, five, six game weeks. Um, I know it's probably still looking to settle down a little bit but some of the bigger players are doing the bit well the likes of Haaland he's doing the business but the likes of Salah the likes of Trent they're not doing anything Cancelo I know he got a big haul there during the week but again not really much coming from him at the moment you know for for the price that some of these defenders are we'll get on to the, the Liverpool boys in a bit 
and uh, what we're going to do with them. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a pretty underwhelming week so far. That is game week six so far, uh, how we got on. And obviously, I suppose we'll have a better idea after the last game what we need to do going forward for game week seven. But with regards to game week seven, the players to target, Dara, this is your baby. How what, Who should we be looking at for game week seven? Uh, so going by this weekend and and some of the players as well a little bit on their on their form in general and on their fixtures so first here is tony i think he's you could nearly have said he was going to be on this list before um with his with his hat trick especially this weekend uh he this is just on fire and yeah. he's 7.1 million he is a decent run of fixtures so he's someone definitely to look at Second here, I have Sinistera for Leeds. I'm sure mm-hmm. you'll be happy with this. Um, yeah. He looks like a good player. Yeah. 6.5 million, not too expensive. Decent fixtures, like in the next three or that. They have United away in yeah. two game weeks' time. But again, Leeds and Man United, Leeds United and Manchester United games, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I have Trippier here. Uh, he's on my team. He's been solid. Clean sheets. Newcastle looking good. They have a good run of fixtures as well. He's 5.2 million. Um, he's gone up from five over the last few weeks. And then an interesting one here is Gibbs White. He transferred in to Nottingham Forest for big enough money for a player that is not really proven, but he's Was he he's good. playing in the championship last year? He was... Sheffield United, on, was it? Yeah, he was yeah. on loan. He was with... I think he came from Wolves, though. Okay. Um, for like oh, yeah, 40, sorry, 45 right, million right. but yeah he, he, he played very well last year I think he was on loan with yeah Sheffield United I think mm. then I have now this is a bit of a risk Chilwell but like he was very good yesterday he has that extra attack and threat yeah. and goal scoring and Sis Cucurella is very good but might take him a while to settle in maybe he'll come to that level as well but Chilwell always seems to pop up with more points like in, in a game week and James hasn't been getting much. So yeah, uh, it's, hard to, to it's hard to kind of pick between the two, isn't it? Yeah. And he's down to 5.8 as well. Chilwell. But again, Cucurella could start the next day and you have yeah. this 5.8 defender on your team that might be on the bench. So it's a hard one, but he is definitely one to look at if like he, then again, he might, Tuchel might t- say, right, you've been very good. You're going to start consistently. So we'll see you with that. Have Pope for Newcastle, another Newcastle player. Shar as well, cheap defender. They're getting clean sheets, getting points. And then we have Pazuz and Martinelli, the Arsenal players, and they're on form. They haven't lost the game yet. Uh, Daka then for Leicester might be someone else that you could look at. I think he scored today and assisted. He did, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the usual suspects, the big hitters, Kane, De Bruyne, uh, Haaland, Mitrovic obviously probably everyone most people have Haaland now so it's it's someone to not really to watch but no, I guess if you haven't yeah. got him if you're one of the ones that haven't got him then definitely someone that you yeah. should definitely consider getting in so that's our list for the players to target or to watch for the next game week yeah it's interesting you know the, the likes of Ivan Tony, a lot of people transferred him out last last week or in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, he goes and does that. So it's it's a real punishment for anyone that did sell him. I don't own him, obviously. I don't think I've ever owned Ivan Tony, even last season. I don't think mm. I ever got around to owning him. Um, and it's kind of a, sh- a shame because I know he's a really good striker. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll chat about wildcards in a bit. And 
he's definitely like at the at the top of my kind of forefront of thinking, you know, him or Mitrovic kind of in that bracket of price. It'd be nice yeah. to own either one of them, to be honest. So, you yeah. know, he, he's a really good player. He might find himself playing his way onto an England squad. It, yeah, it's just, I just looked, I just got a message there from Joe Confi uh, in our FPL oh, WhatsApp Oh, I've just group. seen it there, yeah. I better not read it out. But, no, um, no, don't. Basically, don't do the, tone, the, tone, the tone of it is that he, <laughs> excuse the pun, but he sold Ivan Tony for on Saturday morning. So he didn't have him on his team for the 17 points. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just that's just what happens though, to be fair. I mean, you know when when Ivan Tony's playing the team like Leeds, like you don't have to, you know, if you if you look at Leeds record, they do concede goals and they were and like just to you know put a put the pulse on Leeds performance there yesterday, shambolic defending, absolutely yeah. abysmal stuff. Diego Lorente apparently was singled out for serious serious blame for two of of uh, Brentford's goals uh, towards the end so look center you, back is he yeah center back yeah he's kind of you're kind of you're kind of looking at leeds now you know we we conceded a lot of goals last year and if you have an attacker that's playing leeds you know yeah. just just don't, just don't sell them just don't sell them because you know from an fpl point of view when i do this podcast i take off my leeds hat and i leave it at the door because you know call a spade a spade um, they're they're just not very good defensively. So yeah. Ivan Tony definitely was it's, was always primed to score at least once. Anyway, yeah. it's the worst feeling though when you have a player and you sell him. Yes, and when that happens, it's uh it's devastating because it it's probably the most and, annoying uh, thing to be honest. Yeah, and and especially if you're in a bit of doubt and you're like, you know what, he hasn't been in form. And I think a lot of people are with, like that with Salah. I think that's the the fear, isn't it? It's yeah, just exactly yeah. Like he's he could he's so good like that he could just do you know in the next game, yeah. Who knows? That's the that's the fear. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely top of a lot of people's you know uh, shopping list now when it comes to wild cards. But yeah, he's pro- he's possibly a very good option to get in or get back into your team. Then the likes of you know Pope, Pope five point one million. An expensive goalkeeper. I, I'm not about the expensive goalkeepers, to be honest. Like 5.1 million, I just wouldn't have any interest in that. I'm I'm more about spending money on the outfield players. I just feel I can get more out of it. But still, he's a, you know he's a regular. He's he's been one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League for the last you know five six seven years. He's been really good. Um, Shar then, as you mentioned, 4.7 million, good budget option, good cheap defender to have if you were thinking about wildcarding. Uh, we spoke about Chilwell, obviously, and then, you know, Mitrovic. Mitrovic, again, is another player that's kind of, like I mentioned, in that bracket, himself and Tony. When I go to uh, we'll go to switch it up, I'd love to own, you know, Jesus, Haaland, and maybe one of Mitrovic, Tony, or Isaac, the new signer for Newcastle. So, yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's, pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to fit yeah. them all in, but, you know. Yeah, there's people talking about the, the money that Salah's worth like Kane has been in form in fairness so sell Kane or sell Salah for a cheaper option and get Kane in and then have Kane, Haaland and Jesus or Mitrovic and you have two of the foreign players with Haaland and Kane and I, I do you know I think Haaland is nearly spurring on um, Harry Kane yeah because Kane is just seems to be trying to keep up with him and he's getting the returns maybe not maybe it's a coincidence but it's it's um like Kane usually has a quieter start and he's been getting the goals and assists and he's he's playing quite well and he's getting bonus points also. Yeah. Very good. 
that is the players to watch for game week seven. Uh, if you have any other players that we should be needing to watch over the next while, uh, make sure to send a tweet at FantasyLandFPL and we will uh, consider it definitely for game week eight. Captaincy and transfers coming up next. few names jotted down here. All the usuals kind of popping up again. Uh, Salah versus Wolves. Jesus versus Everton. Sterling versus Fulham. Tony v Southampton. They're just four names I have on my list. Is there anyone else that we can consider uh, beyond them for, Dara? Is Salah, like, I, I know Haaland's playing Tottenham. Do you think people will captain Haaland against Tottenham? Um, They probably will and then pick their second captain as someone that else is good in their team because he's yeah. so on form. Yeah. The only thing is the rotation. But like, He's starting to get any- first off. If, if yeah, you'd imagine so. If there's any game he was going to be rested, it was the Villa game. Yeah, there. like you, you'd think so. If he wasn't, if he if he was rested, then like City only scored one goal and he got the goal. So like it could have they could have been in danger of maybe even losing that game. Surprisingly, but you'd imagine he would start against Spurs and yeah, captain him. And then if he doesn't, if he doesn't start or he doesn't play. For some reason, then your second choice is yeah, yeah. someone else's good. Yeah. Um, and this is like this is this is something we kind of reiterate every week. Like we kind of will prob- probably say this a lot, and you'll hear us kind of saying the same thing. You know, pick Haaland as your captain, and then make sure you have a good vice captain. So, like you know, without sounding, yeah. sounding like a broken record, that's kind of what we're trying to get across, I suppose. Yeah, and then the likes of Jesus and Martinelli, like Arsenal home to Everton, they'd be good choices as well. Then, like, do you go for a Kane against City? It's it's a tough one. That um, oh, I have down yeah, here. Liverpool, yeah. yeah, Liverpool players, Diaz, Salah, they're home to Wolves. So who knows? You're with expecting that. a win there. You're expecting Liverpool to win that game. Yeah, you would be. Like, but then again, we were expecting Liverpool to beat Everton. You know. Yeah. But the only difference and, is it's a Merseyside derby. You know, they're yeah. well up first. You know. Wolves don't concede that much either, so it could be. It won't be an easy game, no. and definitely the form of Liverpool it won't be easy. Yeah. Um. The out. The, I have an outside bet here, like I said with Sterling last week. Sinistera for Leeds, home to Nottingham Forest. Um. Leeds might be. Yeah. Kind of. They need a bounce back from yeah, they, their they, defeat. They need. They need a bounce back, like. But yeah, I think he's probably the standout option. If you're going to captain a Leeds player, you know, it's probably going to be him. He's definitely going to start. Yeah. You know, especially with no Rodrigo and Bamford's only coming back to, into the team as well. So, yeah, not not bad. Yeah, that's kind of the ones I have here. So much the same as yourself. Very good. So, yeah, there are four or five options that you can go with for game week seven. As I said, you know, we're recording this on Sunday, so it's going to be a long week to, you know, decide who you want to put the armband on. And hopefully we can uh, get it right. Five Captain, to Brighton. Uh, Sorry. Which? 5-2 Brighton. Brighton just scored again. Oh, my God. 96 minutes. I think it was a free kick. McAllister hat-trick. I think he only scored two. Did he get two? He only got two, yeah. One of them was ruled out for VAR, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, McAllister's after scoring twice for Brighton. Um, yeah, not not a player that you hear too much about. Uh, Leicester in big big trouble. We're not going to get into the, the ins and outs of Leicester, but they are in serious bother at the moment. Bottom of the league, you've only got one point. Um, yeah, uh, and here's me mentioning Daka as an option, so you can just cross, <laughs> you can cross him off your list almost straight away. 
Um, okay, so we'll move on quite swiftly now to some of the transfer plans. Uh, I just, for myself, I always write down when it comes to transfers, I like to kind of, you know, write down initial thoughts. Uh, with regards to transfers, I'm getting pretty close to wildcarding. I'd hope to wait till game eight or nine, maybe 10, but I'm feeling the need as the week goes on. So there's no major panic yet, but for myself, definitely by the time we get to game week nine, I feel like it's possibly going to be on. I feel like the button's going to be pressed. Um, what about yourself, Dar? Do you have any major transfer plans? No, not for this week. I think I'll roll my transfer yeah. as of now. As put in, it's early. It's early in the week. It's the games haven't even finished. So, yeah. um, but then we have to be quick with our transfers this year because the price rises. So you nearly need to make your transfers on a Sunday or Monday evening. Yeah. But as of now, nothing. Wildcards haven't really thought about it yet in terms of an actual draft, but. Yeah, possibly something similar to yourself or even earlier like than that. We'll yeah. see how I get on the next week or two. Yeah. I think next week on the podcast, we'll do a short list of potential wildcard targets. So um, we'll do one up over the course of the week and maybe, you know, uh, ne- on the next podcast, we'll have something like that ready. Um, so then we will just go through. Uh, I have down here on the running order of the pod, I have wildcard thoughts. Just very briefly before we get into the listener questions, we'll we'll get into the couple of questions that we do have. When it comes to wildcarding, like I see a lot of people are, you know, making their drafts, they're looking to hit the button. The frustration is growing with the likes of uh Salah and Trent and Cancelo and you know some of the Liverpool players, some of the Man City players as well. And you know, it's it's just it's boiling over into people just hitting the button and they want to change everything up. I get that, you know, if your team is not fully where you want it to be, then 100%, I think we've said it here before, you should absolutely go for it. But if you can hold off, if your team's not too bad, until about game week, if you can wait till maybe 9 or 10, I think game week 10 definitely, you know, by that time, you'll have a lot of information, you'll have seen a lot of players, you know, and how they're doing, you know, their goal scoring records, the minutes they're playing, are they nailed in their teams or not? And, yeah, I think for, for myself, look, it, it's game week 7 next the, like, the reality is I'm probably not going to hit the button this week. I'm probably going to stick with what I've got. Uh, but then after that, depending on depending on where I am rank-wise and uh, injuries or form of players, then uh, I'll have to consider moving them on. But yeah, there is a lot of chat on Twitter. One of the questions that we have is about breaking the template, so we'll get onto that in a moment. But yeah, quish, uh, questions from uh, listeners and Twitter. So uh, Dara, I will go with uh, the question I got on Twitter this morning, um, okay. first of all, uh, seen a lot. Of, this is from FPL Wraith. Uh, he's sent in a question to us before, so thanks maybe for the question again, FPL Wraith. Uh, seen a lot of chatter on Twitter about the template being broken. Wondering about your views on this. Dara, the template obviously is your, your Trent, your Salah, your Cancelo, your Haaland, your Jesus. Probably five players in that. You know, maybe Kane could be in that as well. Do you think that template of the players is about to be broken up in the next couple of weeks, next two, three weeks? I think definitely the Liverpool players, like the likes of Trent and Salah, people might get those out and get in. They're like they were a lot of money, the two of them together. They're worth twenty point well, five million. So if you got them out and you got in the other players that are cheaper, you could open up your funds massively. Um so I definitely think it will. I think the the big at the back template has kind of been broken this year with James, Cancelo, Trent, Robertson. 
None of them. Cancelo maybe is the only one that has got points in some games. He's still um, struggling though. He's still struggling for 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 big points returns though. City yeah, are, City are conceding uh, goals. Like it's the, the, that's the problem. They're conceding. Yeah, he. He still has 33 points, but he, yeah. he's not doing it every, like, as you said there, when they're conceding, um, like he got two points, 12 points, one point, zero point, 11 points, seven points. Yeah. Which is, is okay for a defender. It's, it's, it's not bad. I, if he out all of them, he's the one I would keep. Yeah. Personally. Um, like he's got an assist there. I think he got a goal in another game. So that's what's keeping him, his points up. Uh, then, your Hizu, you want to keep your Jesus, your Haaland, your Kane. They're all in form. Um, the likes of a De Bruyne might be a better option than a Salah. Yeah, I or, think people are just losing. People are losing the the patience with Salah, and they're kind of saying, "Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll move yeah. on fairly soon." And I think this talk of the eight points, eight million midfielders were the talked up really big before the start of the season. Yeah, and the likes of Saka, Mount. Um, Kulisevsky then you, Diaz has been doing okay but like they haven't been them three haven't been doing much at all yeah so like they filled up a lot of play, people's teams and if you had two of them that's 60 million whereas the likes of Gross and um, cheaper players like Rodrigo and they were the players that have been on form so it's yeah, it's kind of broke that template of people getting 8 million I saw someone there didn't get Salah and they got nearly all the 8 point yeah. Um, or 8 million midfielders yeah but um, yeah that's kind of what I think yeah it's 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 a tricky one because I feel like the template is breaking you know what I definitely think I definitely think that the defence template is is gone it's out the window like yeah. I mean, you, you will not see many teams play four, four or five across the back now five defenders five wing backs you won't see that anymore I'd say we're probably moving away from that a little bit in the next couple of weeks yeah and the cheaper mid uh, defenders are doing better, like the likes of Shar and the likes of Saliba for Arsenal, Shar yeah. from Newcastle, even Trippier from Newcastle. Like exactly. he's five point two. You know, you'd open up your funds for another. You could nearly get Mitrovic, Jesus, and Haaland, or Mitrovic, Kane, and Haaland. You know, even absolutely with yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So thanks a million for the question, FPL Real. I hope that has. Uh, provided some clarity on the situation. Uh, you've one other question with two parts, I think, Dara, uh, from David yeah. Walsh. Yeah, David Walsh, uh, a friend of mine who I played Hamwell with at home, and he's actually moved out here to Dubai. Pretty good. Um, he's, yeah, so he's actually played in a few tournaments out here we've had for the handball, and I met him there last weekend for a game of handball. Uh, but yeah, the question he sent in are Arsenal and Spurs. Genuine title contenders this year. What do you think, Steve? Are they contenders? Spurs and Arsenal? Uh, uh, I, I don't really know, to be honest. Like the Spurs, they've made such a good start, and the Arsenal have made such a good start as well. But the acid test is going to be today, definitely for for Ar- for Arsenal. Like, you know, playing Manchester United, I know Manchester United really and truly aren't in the title mix. Like, you know, they themselves will say that. Like, they're not really, but you know, if if you know if they can't get results against the bigger teams and it's all about like how consistent they can be like I said to an Arsenal fan there recently if you're still in or around the top four or top three at Christmas yeah I'd be like 100% like you know you, you know push on 
maybe you might challenge till maybe you know February or March. Um, but mm, I don't know either of them. I, I don't think I don't think they're going to get even if, if even if they were neck and neck. I don't think they get themselves over the line. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, as of now, they're top four contenders definitely. Um, and it, they whether they can keep that consistency up over the season and injuries and fitness and that I think if Conte and Arteta stay and they keep progressing then maybe next year um, could be more in line for them to challenge but it's hard to see anyone challenge Man City at this current moment and I know they're conceding goals but their mentality is nearly like well if you score three against us we'll score four or we'll score five and six it's like why we concede three we'll come back and score three or we'll draw or we'll get will beat you for you know that kind of way that they, they, they just seem to be able to do that and they have the players um so and i would say as well like everyone was hoping liverpool would be on form because they were the only ones over the last couple of years that have been able to keep up with them yeah so with them out of form like if they are not careful and they don't get any form back the likes of arsenal and spurs could finish over them in maybe second and third you yeah. know you never know yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that, it's hard to see past Manchester yeah. City and adding Haaland to that team. Yeah. And he's proven in over the fat first few games that he is going to be a success. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Like if they add in another one or two players, they don't need to. But if they do, over the next year or two, then it's hard to see past them. And this Alvarez guy, um, he looks very good, isn't he? He's young as well, and he's yeah. on the bench. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's uh, it'll be yeah between the two of them it'll be it'll be uh you know probably city city for me anyway still they look too strong yeah uh, you've another part of that question now as well Dara? yeah so the second question David has asked is it's we can we can look at it um but we'll have more detail about it kind of we'll be able to read it better just before the World Cup so it's um the question is the break for the World Cup what's uh what teams, oh, what teams will yeah sorry what teams will benefit from players not playing in it so it's kind of like what teams will benefit but what the players will benefit yeah. as well from getting a rest yeah so i kind of i had a look at this and i kind of did up a little list of players and then matched them up to the teams so liverpool seem to be the top team that will benefit from um players in their squads that are not playing and their countries aren't playing in the World Cup. So they have the likes of Salah, who's not going. Egypt aren't playing. Robertson for Scotland, they're not going. Diaz, Colombia, they're not playing. So that's three of their main players. They also have Chiesa. Um, he's not going. Um, then you have, I think, Kelleher, obviously, he's Irish. They're not playing that, but one or two of the players that will be on the squad. And an interesting one here, in fact, is Matip. Cameroon are in the World Cup, but Matip fell out with the the, or the association. All right. And I think Samuel Eto'o is the president, and okay. Samuel Eto'o doesn't want him playing on the team or squad. Oh. So he, it looks like he's not going to be probably not going to go. No, on the actual um, team, and he, he he's a he's a like when he's fit and he's playing, he's very crucial for um, yeah, Liverpool as well. Yeah. He is. Um, outside of that, then Arsenal like have Odegaard. He's not going. Tierney is not playing. Um, El Neni is not playing. Um, uh, Odegaard obviously is Norwegian. El Neni is Egyptian, and then Tier- Tierney is Scottish. And then yep. Pepe as well. He doesn't play that much anyway. And then I have City 
Haaland, Mares, Zinchenko aren't playing. Yeah. I kind of I did a top five teams, and then outside of those three, you have um West Ham. So Sufal, Suchek, Antonio, Benrama, um Masio Masiuku. Is that how you pronounce it? I have no idea. <laughs> Masu Aku. Masu Aku, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then Spurs, Kulisevsky, Sanchez, the center back, is Colombian. They're not playing. Um Doherty, Irish. He's from Ireland. He's Ireland aren't going. And then Basuma. And then that was the main players from then there. Yeah. And then you've kind of Leicester, yeah. Daka, Luckman, yeah. and Diddy, and Inacho, yeah. and Vardy. So think, they were the main ones. Yeah. I think when you, the further you go down the league, I don't think it really, like if you're talking yeah. the top teams, I don't think it really matters anything down past top 10 because like they'll do what they do, you know, but I don't think it'll have any effect. I think it matters more to the, to the top team, yeah. to your city, the top. Liverpool. Yeah. And um, they're the three, you could say city, sorry, Liverpool, Arsenal and city. They're yeah. out of the kind of top yeah. ones. And I, it'll actually be good for Liverpool because if they're still behind in the league, they'll need those players to be fit. Yeah. 100%. But the big one there is Haaland. Yeah. Like he's going to be fresh. Can you imagine yeah. he continues the form yeah. and he's fresh and he trains well and he comes back yeah. They come back after World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, thanks, yeah, David, good. for those questions. Yeah, 100%. Very good question, actually. And you're right, Dar. We'll get a better read on it once we get closer to the World Cup. Obviously, with injuries, you don't know what injuries and stuff like that and last form. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Thanks a million for the questions, uh, David, and, of course, FPL Rayot on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, please do send them in on the Twitter page. And we'll try and get to them uh, if we can for Game Week 8 or on the next podcast. That is it. That's pretty much it. We've been here for long enough on a Sunday afternoon now. Uh, Dara's heading away to watch the Arsenal Manchester United game. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to go down and watch it and chill out for a while. Um, yeah, so best of luck for Game Week 7. Um, don't hit the wildcard button if you don't have to. Um, hopefully we all get a few green arrows. That's the direction we need to be going at the moment. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again maybe Monday week with a podcast. Um, I think Leeds are playing Forest in the last game of game week seven. So uh, yeah, we'll in around then. It'll be the Monday or the Tuesday week. So until then, Dara, thanks a million for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good luck. 